following our Easter service. We go into a series called My Story, and we're going to do that later on, just a few weeks from today. But I really felt compelled to teach a series today on honor. Are you ready? We're going to take the next few weeks to talk about honor. You say, Pastor, why are you preaching on honor? I'm glad you asked. I I think I'll tell you. I'm not the oldest person in the room, and I'm not the youngest person in the room. But I'll tell you this, I've never seen what's going on in our country like what we have going on today. I'll tell you why I started this series. I really, I heard this word, I've heard a couple messages lately on honor, and I began to think about what's going on in our country, and I saw a couple clips and a couple pictures that really disturbed me and, and so I wanted to teach on this because it's so valuable. Listen, if you're the parent here today of a teenager, you need to get your kids in church over the next couple weeks. Why? Because they need to hear this series on honor. Because we've lost how to honor people and honor our nation. It would be one thing to watch people in Iran, and we've all seen it, or in Iraq, or in other countries, take our flag and burn it, or disrespect it, or dishonor it in some way. But it's another thing for an American to take our flag and dishonor it. And I watched a clip the other day of people stepping and standing on our American flag. People flying it upside down. And I thought, what in the world is going on in our nation that someone would take our flag, which is to be held in respect and in the highest honor, and lay it on the ground and trample over it? What is going on in our nation? I've never seen such disrespect, dishonor, among our young people, our teenagers, and even those who are older, dishonoring our country in such a way. And the reason is, is because we have been fed a steady diet of dishonor. We've, we've lost the, the knowledge and the understanding and the gravity of what it means to honor people, honor our nation, honor our country. We've completely lost it. And if we keep it up, God knows who we will be as a country 20 years from today, 10 years from today, even five years from today. I'm very concerned about where we are. But the answer, I believe, is in restoring honor. Amen? The answer is found in the Word as everything always is. I I said a moment ago we've been fed a a steady diet of dishonor, that that we have have dishonored people, we've dishonored things, and and the reason is is because it's happened, and and it's not just happening in the last six months, the last year, the last four years, the last eight years. It's been happening for years and years. My, my wife and I, we always catch sitcoms long after they're done. We, we'll tell somebody, oh boy, did you see this show? They're like, that show went off the air five years ago, Pastor. I'm like, really? I'm just now catching it on Netflix. You mean it's no longer? 
So we started watching this show probably almost 10 years ago called Everybody Loves Raymond. And you've probably seen it or heard of it or or watched a few episodes. We watched a few episodes. Now, I guess the series had already ended, but we were just catching up. You see, that's how we, that's how we roll. So we just, we catch up with things long, long after they disappear. And so I watched a few episodes and I, I started, I thought this is the funniest thing, man. I thought, oh my gosh, it's hilarious. We watched show after show and I just thought it was so funny and cleverly written and, and we were cracking up. But then I noticed something. Got a few episodes in and a few more episodes in and I started to pick up on something and I think the Holy Spirit really brought it to my attention. And I began to notice that the the dad, the husband, is the butt of every joke. He is the punchline. His wife has no respect for him and she does not honor him in any way, shape, or form. The whole show revolves around how dopey he really is. You see? And, and I'm not saying it's not funny. It's funny. But I started to pick up on it. And I started to go, wait a minute. I don't think this is healthy. And so we started to go, no, this is, you know, I don't think this is right. And then the, the dad... Come on now, if you've seen the show, the dad, he does nothing but make fun of his wife. That's, that's the whole point of his existence. He doesn't compliment her. He makes fun of her every opportunity he gets. And I'm not saying it's not funny because there are some lines that he gives that, that'll crack you up. But then I started to watch it and I started to go, you know what? I don't think this is healthy. I don't want my kids watching this. Not because it was perverted or was innuendo, although there was a couple episodes that, that contained some of that, but... But, but it was because it was disrespectful. And, and it was dishonorable to a family. And I thought, I don't want my kids watching this, and I don't want Cynthia watching this, and I, I don't want to watch this. And so we turned the show off. Why? Because, because it was not how a family should operate. I don't want my home to... I don't want to talk like that to my wife. I don't want my kids thinking that I'm that way. I don't want to be the butt of every joke as the, as the father in the home, as the husband in the home. I don't want my family to operate like that, so why should I watch it? In the 80s, there was a director by the name of John Hughes, and, and he, he directed a lot of movies called 16 Candles and The Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And in every movie he directed, he had a couple things that he put in every movie. In every movie he directed, the parent was a dope, clueless, unaware of what's going on in the kid's life. And in every movie, it was, there was somebody in authority, a teacher, a principal, uh, somebody, and they were either evil or they were incompetent. And often both. See, and we've been fed this steady diet of dishonor. And, and if you watch Disney, if you watch kids, and you have to even be careful because a lot of the cartoons contain the same thing. We're feeding our children, we're feeding our teenagers through music, through rap music, through country music, through rock music. We're feeding them this steady diet of dishonor, and it's no wonder our country is in the condition that it is in. And so we need something to happen. We, we desperately need a breakthrough in our country. We desperately need something. 
You go on, on, on YouTube and all you see is people videotaping policemen trying to catch them doing something wrong. And I'm not saying they're all perfect. I'm not saying they all do everything right. But, but people are making a living out of disrespecting authority. Dishonoring those that we should be holding in honor. Late night talk show hosts have made a living off of dishonoring our politicians. And this is where we are as a nation. Let me give you the definition of honor. Here's what Thayer's definition, Thayer's uh, gives the definition of honor. A valuing by which the price is fixed. Did you hear that? It's a valuing by which the price is fixed. In other words, the price is set, you cannot negotiate for what its value is. The value of something is set. You are to honor them. You do not have room to negotiate. There is, there is no haggling. There is no bargaining. The price is set. Listen, I've been in other countries. I've been to flea markets. They expect you to haggle. They expect you to bargain. They do not set the price and think that it will stay that way. They, they expect it. But you don't walk into Dillard's. You don't walk into Nordstrom's. You don't walk into Macy's and go, you know, this says $29.95, but I think I'll give you $5. What do you think? Why? Because the price is set. You cannot haggle. You cannot bargain. And when it comes to honor, God says that you are to honor those who I say you're to honor. It's not negotiable. The price is set. There is a value that you're to place on their life, and you are not open to negotiate that value. Hallelujah. And so we're to honor Those who God says to honor. So here's what we're going to do. Today we're going to look at some principles of honor. We're going to talk about what honor is. We're going to talk about over the next couple weeks who we honor. And then we're going to talk about how we honor them. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's start in Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6 says this. This is an incredible, incredible portion of scripture. Verse number 1 says, Then he went out. This is talking of Jesus. From there and came to his own country. And his disciples followed them. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hand? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary? the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? And are not, these, are not his sisters with us? Listen to this. So they were offended at him, but Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them and he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. Listen to this. If I didn't read this scripture for myself, I almost wouldn't just believe it. Now, I've been in ministry for 22 years, and I've come to know people pretty well. And so I look at this and I go, okay, this, this is possible. Because I have met those people who will see with their eyes miracles, signs, and wonders. 
but will not allow them to come into their life because the spirit of familiarity has put a blockade from allowing what that person has to come in to their life. Listen to this. The Bible says that he began to heal people, teach incredible teaching. In fact, it says they were astonished at the things that he was saying. He was saying stuff and they were going, wow, that's incredible. What truth. Listen to this guy. Listen when he speaks. He speaks with truth and authority. Wow, I, we've never heard such things. And look, he's performing miracles. We're seeing people get healed. We're seeing people blind eyes open. Where people who are lame get up and walk. What incredible miracles. I, I, they were just, the Bible says they were astonished. Yet, someone, somewhere, or a few got together and they decided this. Wait a minute. We know this guy. We, we grew up with him. We went to school with him. We, we, we played together as kids. I, I know all about him. I know his family. I, I know his whole history. Who does he think he is? I mean, this is Jesus. He's just an ordinary person. Why is he being used this way? And, and they were, listen to this, listen to what it says. They were offended at him. Why? Because of familiarity. Because they refused to honor him. And they were, when they refused to honor him, huh? It put, a, it put a block, it built up a wall, it hindered them from receiving anything that he had to offer. See, some people wonder, why can't I get that breakthrough? Why just can't, why does it seem like I take, I take two steps forward and, and, and three steps backwards? Why does it just seem like I, I can never get ahead? Why does it just seem like, like I, I'm just stuck? Huh? Maybe the answer is found somewhere in your life there is dishonor to the things that God is trying to bring into your life. Jesus like this. A prophet is not without honor except in his own country. He didn't say it has to be that way. He just said sometimes it is that way. I've seen it in my own life. I, I, I was a pastor in my 20s. I was in my late 20s and I became a senior pastor. I was a youth pastor for six years. Then I became a senior pastor and I became a young senior pastor. I'm still young, praise the Lord, hallelujah. But, but in my 20s, you know, people often looked at me and they said, oh, what has this guy got? He, he doesn't really have anything to offer. Hmm? And so, so because of it, they, they couldn't receive anything from me. It's, what, it's called dishonor. Listen, listen to what it says. It says Jesus could do no mighty work there. Not that he wouldn't. Listen now. He couldn't. 
Let me give you some principles of honor. Number one is this. Number one, you need to know what you honor, you have the ability to access. And if that's true, then the opposite is true. What you dishonor shuts down in your life. They dishonored him so they did not have the ability to access his power, his miracles, the signs, the wonders, the seed of the teaching that he was, was given. Because they dishonored him, he couldn't. Not that he wouldn't, because a few were able to access him. The Bible says he could only lay hands on a few. Which few? The few that honored him. The ones that dishonored him, he could not. It wasn't his will that was shut down. It was their will that shut him down. Do you hear me now? He couldn't. Why? Because they dishonored him. And the Bible says Jesus was amazed at it. He marveled at it. And he began to go and say, well, I will leave this place and I will go to those who will honor me. Huh? Listen, what you honor, you have access to. Huh? You honor your spouse, you have access to everything that they are. When you dishonor them, it shuts them, shuts them down. Huh? When you honor your parents, you have access to, to their wisdom. You have access to their knowledge. You have access to their experience. When you dishonor them, it shuts it all down. Huh? When you honor your pastor, and I'm blessed in this place. I've got no complaints, I promise you that. But when you honor a pastor, when you honor a spiritual leader, you get access to, to what they have. When you dishonor them, it shuts it all down. Hallelujah. But when you show them honor, when you show God honor, when you show the Holy Spirit honor, you then begin to access everything that he has. Hallelujah. See, you contrast that with, the, with Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, the Bible says there was a centurion soldier who had a servant who was sick, and he came to Jesus and said, Lord, heal my servant. So Jesus started to go with him, and the Bible says the centurion stopped him and said, Lord, no, 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 no. Listen now. I'm not even worthy for you to come to my house. But if you speak... I know my servant will be healed. Listen to this. There's so much into that, 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 that portion of Scripture. But, but focus on this part. He said, Lord, I'm not even worthy. I don't deserve the honor of your presence in my home. But I know all you have to do is speak and my servant will be healed. Listen now, what's amazing about this is you have to understand, Rome had conquered Israel. The centurion soldier was in a position of authority over every Jewish person. And so you could say it like this, the conqueror came to the person who was conquered. 
And he humbled himself and he said, you deserve the honor, not me. Lord, I'm not even worthy for you to come into my home. I honor you today for who you are. Because I've got the authority of Rome behind me, but you've got the authority of heaven behind you. Hallelujah. Now, if you just speak, my servant will be healed. Listen, and because he honored Jesus, here's what happened. Jesus actually said, wow, I have not seen such great faith in all of Israel. You just go, your servant's going to be healed. And the Bible says, and his servant was healed that same hour. Why? Because what he honored, he got access to. Hallelujah. That's why this is so valuable. That's why this is so important. It's these principles we have to get. What you honor, you have access to. Listen, I told you last week that my wife and I really struggled in our marriage. Why? Because I dishonored her in ways So many different ways. I just dishonored her. And because I dishonored her, I didn't have access to all that she is and all that she has. Her giftings, her talents, her abilities. But when I began to honor her, all of a sudden I began to see her in a whole different light. I began to see talents. I began to see ability. I began to see all sorts of things. Why? Because I began to honor her. Do you see what I'm saying? Honor opened the door. Honor opened access into really all that God put inside of her. Come on now. Ladies, your husband is smarter than you think. I'm just going to say it again. I said, ladies, your husband is smarter than you think he is. And you need to honor him. Huh? Because if you don't honor him, guess what? You won't have access to all that he has. That's just the principle of the kingdom. The second principle is this. Honor is not earned. It is freely given. Now, some of you just just struggle with that one, but let me say it again. I said honor is given and not earned. Some of you go, no, 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 honor is earned. They have to earn my honor. No, 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 they have to earn your trust. They don't have to earn your honor. Remember now, I said, the value is fixed. Who is it fixed by? It's not fixed by you. It is fixed by God. The Bible doesn't say honor the parents who, who earn it. Honor the boss who earns it. Honor the president, come on now, who earns it. I lost half of you right there on that last statement. I just lost you. You're headed for the door. I know it. Huh? Listen, I may not agree with our president. I may not agree with anything that he says or anything that he does. But I have to honor the office in which he holds. Right? That means if he walks in the door, we stand up and we give him the honor that is due that office. As difficult as that might be, it's set by God. It's established by God. Hallelujah. I, I've heard of, uh, of you know, the, when, when a team will win the championship, be it 
college, pros, they always get the opportunity to visit the White House. And it was years ago when President Bush was in office, one guy, they won the, they won the championship, the Florida Gators. Come on, somebody. Florida Gators won the national championship in basketball, and one basketball player refused to go because he did not like the president. And I thought, what a sign of disrespect and dishonor. And I thought, somewhere his parents did not teach him that honor is to be given. They don't have to earn it. You have to give it no matter what. That's why I go to, these, I go to my son's volleyball game or my daughter's basketball games, and if I get there early enough, they will do the, the pledge to the flag. And I don't know what happened to our nation, but, but somewhere along the way we've missed it because I was taught when, when we're doing the pledge to the flag or somebody's singing the national anthem, you stand to your feet, you take your hat off of your head, you put your hand over your heart, and you listen. You see? And I watch people nowadays, they're not standing, they're not paying attention, nobody has their hand over their heart, and they got some dumb hat on their head. And I just want to go over there and rip it off and say, listen, you honor that flag because there are men and women who have bled, they've died over that flag. And you're to honor it. Whether you think they've earned it, whether you think they've deserved it, doesn't make any difference. The price is set by God. Hallelujah. Amen. See, we, we struggle. Listen, listen to this. Bill Johnson said this, Honor is when you recognize a person for who they are without stumbling over who they are not. Come on, now turn to the person next to you and say, he's talking to you right now. I said, Honor <laughs> is when you recognize a person for who they are without stumbling over who they not. You say, well, pastor, they've got flaws. Don't we all? Well, pastor, they don't, they're not acting right. Well, we don't always act right. Huh? We don't always make the best choices. Some of you are saying, well, I'll, I'll honor my spouse when they, when they earn it. No, 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 that's not what the Bible says. We're to honor each other. We're to, to honor our spouse. We're to honor our parents. We're to honor those that are in authority. We're to honor our, our, our politicians. We're to honor them, whether they earned it, whether they deserve it. Not stumbling over who they're not. In fact, I believe God sometimes will allow people to get in places of authority over us <laughs> just to challenge us. Huh? How many of you have had, you've had that employer that's just a little bit challenging? How many of you have had that, that person in the cubicle next to you? They're just a little bit challenging, and all of a sudden they get the promotion, and you think, dear Lord, what am I going to do now? Huh? But that's just the way it is. See, Bishop Tony Miller said this, God will often send us things we need in packages we don't like. Why? To test us. Are we going to honor them? Are we going to honor them when we see their faults? Are we going to honor them when we find out they don't walk on water? Are we going to honor them when their halo's just a little bit dim? Are we going to honor them when they're not perfect? Are we going to honor them when we see the good, the bad, and the ugly? Come on now. Amen. See, we'll we'll talk more about who uh, we're called to honor. But God says that we're to honor those that are in authority. 
See, it's easy when, when they deserve it. It's easy when they've earned it. I was in Oklahoma City just about two months ago, and I was at the Cowboy Hall of Fame. You wouldn't think that that would be that big a deal, but I was in the Cowboy Museum, I should say. And so I, I had one goal right then, to go see the greatest actor in the history of cinema, and his name is John Wayne. John Wayne. I taught y'all well. I taught you guys very well. So they have a whole, the whole wing dedicated to John Wayne. I just sat there. I just said, Cynthia, take my picture. Just take my picture. Behind this, take my picture. Next to this, just come on. No. And so I, I just did that over and over again. And, and so I, I loved it. But I remember we were in this where they had paintings and they had these oil paintings and you couldn't use flash photography in some of these places. And I saw, it was just my wife and I and there was just another couple there and he had a, a, a hat on that said Korea Vet. And my dad was a Navy guy, and my dad fought in Korea. And so, for me, I just made the decision years ago, when I see somebody with one of those hats, and I get the opportunity, it's just a no-brainer. I went up to him, and I, I looked him in the eye, and I shook his hand, and I said, thank you for your service to our country. You know what? That made me feel good. I loved it, and I would do that over and over again. And those of you who have done it, or those of you who had it done to you, you know that's something special, and we should be doing more of that in our nation, taking care of our vets and, and honoring those who have served in our military. See, it's easy to do, but it's not so easy when there's somebody in authority or somebody that God's called you to honor, and all of a sudden you see all of their weaknesses they don't earn it. They're mistreating you. Huh? They're, they're, they're trampling over your rights. They're, they're stifling you. They're hindering you. Huh? What do you do then? God says you honor them no matter what. See, in Romans chapter 13, it says this. Render to, to that which is, is due. If somebody has something to do, render that which is due. Taxes to whom taxes are due. Customs to whom customs are due. It says fear to whom fear is due. That's talking about reverence. And then it says this, you render honor to whom honor is due. The word render means that I, I give it. I have the right to keep it or I have the right to give it away. And so I choose to give it away. I choose to honor them. Huh? And, and that's just my choice. I can choose to withhold it, or I can choose to give it away. Now, what would happen if our na in our nation if we just chose to honor those to whom honors do? Huh? Now, let's bring it back to what would happen in our churches if we would honor those to whom honors do? Now let's make it even more personal. What would happen in our homes? Listen now. What would happen in our homes if we would honor those to whom honor is due? I want you to bow your heads and, and close your eyes for just a minute. I've preached series after series. I've preached messages that were more theological than this, that were more deep and, 
and more fun and more amens and more shouts. And I, I've done that. But I don't know that there's anything more important. Because I want to just talk to you about those principles again. When you honor something, you get access to what they have. And I've talked a lot about honoring people, but next week I want to talk to you not just about honoring people, but honoring God. If our nation would once again say, this is one nation under God. If fathers would stand up in homes and say, as far as me and my house is concerned, we will serve God, we will honor God. If individuals today would say, for my life, For my future, I will honor the one who formed me with his own hands. He certainly has earned it, and he certainly deserves it. And the Bible says this, we're to honor God, we're to give him the glory that is due his name. We're to give him honor and we're to give him praise. And in doing so today, you just may find that one thing that's been missing. That ingredient that's been holding you back. The, the one thing in your life that you'd say, well, why can't I get the breakthrough? Listen, it's because somewhere down the line there's been dishonor. But today we're reversing that. Today we're changing it. Today we're creating a whole different culture. Today we're saying we will honor those who God has said we're to honor. And we're going to start with God himself. That I would honor you, God. With every head bowed and every eye closed. For some of you, this is a struggle. For some of you, this is difficult. Not because you don't love our country, not because you don't love or understand authority, but because you do, it's been very difficult to watch some of the things going on. But may we return to honoring those who've God called us to honor. Let's pray for that this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray right now. First of all, we pray for this nation. Can we, can we join together and pray for our country?